Good morning, friends. It's a privilege and honor to be here with you this morning. So good to see all of you. Thank you so much for all of you, for your uh, faithful support and prayers for Hope Ministries. And uh, what an awesome worship. God is exalted and he is magnified. Praise the Lord. That's what we are here for. Praise him. Praise him all the time. We are doing well. And we praise the Lord. You are all too. And God is good. Amen. I want to read a scripture. Psalm 103. Five verses. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins. And heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. And crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies all your desires with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Praise the Lord. The psalmist says, David. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. He's talking to his soul. Not just the lips praising him. The praise has to come from within. With all your strength. Love the Lord, your God, with all your soul, with all your might and your all strength. And then... Love your neighbors as thyself. That fulfills the whole law. These are the two things that God requires from us. Love your God first. And then love your neighbor as yourself. How we love ourselves. Before come to the church, we are standing in the mirror for half an hour. (laughs) And we have to like ourselves. And love ourselves. And then, the same way, we have to love our neighbors not just the neighbors, even your enemies. Praise the Lord. And I don't know how many of you don't know me. They're probably most of you. 
I was born and raised in India. Pastor Kirk wanted me to share a little bit about my testimony. So I'm going to share a few things, and uh, then I go into the word and the uh, other thing. I was born and raised in India. <clears throat> my parents didn't go to a church, didn't go to a Hindu temple. But I remember I never went to church in my childhood until I was sent to a children's home. My parents are alive, but they were not able to support me and my brother to feed us and to educate us. We had to go through a lot of troubles to get a piece of bread. At the time, I cried out to a God. Even though I didn't know Jesus, I cried out to a God. I said, God, whoever you are, why did you create me like this? There are so many people who have food to eat, clothes to wear. How come I am like this? You know, sometimes, even though you don't know the true God, when you cry out to a God, the true God answers. There are so many Hindus. They have three million gods, they say. They cry out to those gods. Lot more, they, they spend a lot more time before their gods than the Christians. They cry out, but they never hear anything from them. At the the end of the rope, they come to a church. Somebody goes and tells them about Jesus. Somebody pray with them. Or sometimes they are crying in the room and Jesus appears to them. I'll tell them, I am Jesus, the living God. Our God is a living God. He is alive. And we are so blessed to know the true God. There are so many people don't have that opportunity. And even though they have the opportunity, the enemy is blinding their eyes. We have to show the light that Jesus put in our hearts, in our lives, to the world around us. They're in the darkness, looking for the way, but they can't see. We know the way. We are the light. We have to use our flashlight to show the path to those who are in the dark. When I cried out to a God, even though I didn't know the true God, true God answered me. God sent an evangelist to our house. And he began to share the gospel with us. 
but we didn't pay that much attention to what he was saying. And one day through him, God opened a door for us to go to a children's home. When I went there, they told me about Jesus. I heard the gospel. One day I was in a prayer meeting and I started to cry and asked Jesus to forgive my sins and invited him to come into my life. He came into my life and changed my life completely. Praise the Lord. I was 14 years old at the time and the same time God showed me that he is going to bring me to this country and use me to help the children back in India and preach the gospel to the people. I didn't know anything about this country at the time, but I was so excited. And I told my friends, hey, God showed me that he's going to take me to the United States. I was so excited. But they looked at me and said, who do you think you are? You don't even have 10 cents to rub together. How can you go there? Who will give you visa? Who will give you a ticket? I said, I don't know. God showed me that I believed it. You know, sometimes when God speaks to us, it seems like, how can it be? I finished my college education and working in the same children's home that I was grown up as a bookkeeper. And somebody from Ohio came to India to visit the children's home. And they came to me and said, uh, how would you like to go to the United States to work with us? I know that God will answer the prayer and God will open the door. When he tells you something, he's not a man to lie. If he tells you to do something or if he tells you something, and he always sees that through, that happens. And I told them, if you take me, I will go. I'm making a cutting lot of things. <laughs> if you take me, I will go. They arranged everything. And I came to this country. And I worked with them for one year. Then I had to go back home. When I went home, I was praying, God, you said that you are going to take me to the United States, and you did. But you also told me that you are go going to use me to help the children back in India and preach the gospel, but nothing happened that. How come, back? How come, how come I am back in India now? And I was depressed. And in order to, for me to get out of the depression, 
my parents arranged me to get married. It's a, it's not a uh, it's not it's it's an arranged wedding. I only saw her five minutes, one time, and the second time I saw her in the wedding. <laughs> and later on, she said after the wedding was over, I thought, is that the same guy I saw five minutes? <laughs> So how that works? <laughs> and <clears throat> so we have a prayer in our family in the morning around 4:35 o'clock every morning. We all get down one place and uh, sing a couple of songs and read the Bible and pray, and then they go out. We go out. And in the evening, the same thing. Before we went, go to bed, we do the same thing. <clears throat> and one morning, we all gathered. My mom came over and said, Son, I had a dream last night that you are flying back to the United States. I looked at her and said, I had exactly the same dream. And then she said, uh, you said you have a card. Go and find out someplace if you can go back. Then I thought, that sounds good. And I traveled 400 miles to Chennai to Thomas Cook Travel Agency. And I went there and showed them the card. I didn't even say anything yet. They said, when do you want to go back? I said, I can go back? Yeah, this is your permanent visa. I said, I will be right back. (laughs) (laughs) I traveled back home and borrowed some money, enough to buy a ticket up to New York. And I prayed, God, This is all the money I have. And I'm buying ticket up to New York. And I also don't know where I am going to go. You have to provide the ticket. And you have to guide me where you want me to go. I came to JFK. And I was sitting there for two days. Like waiting for somebody is going to come and pick me up. And I remembered, God reminded me a phone number of a friend here in Louisville. And I was standing at the phone booth to make a call. And also I didn't know how to make a call. And also I didn't have any money to pay it. And I was looking at that. And a man walked up to me and said, uh, I've been watching you for a half an hour. You are standing here. And you never saw a phone booth or something? (laughs) I said, uh, I need to make a phone call, but I don't have any money. And he said, give me the number. I told him the number. He called. And the friend answered. And before even I said anything, 
hey, if you want to come and visit me, I will buy you a ticket. He said, uh, I said, sure, I, I'm going to come and visit you. <laughs> I, I came to Akron Canton and he came and picked me up. And then I stayed with them that night. The next morning, somebody heard that I'm back, that I met before. <clears throat> and he came over and said, uh, hey, I have an apartment. If you need a place to stay, come and stay with me. And I went with him, and I ended up staying there for 10 years. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Then I began to pray, God, you brought me here. Whatever you want me to do, you guide me. You show me. And then God began to open doors for me to speak in prayer groups, small um, like churches on radio and TV and people began to send me money then I told them I don't have any work yet and uh, I had a $725 at that time and I was feeling that I should start the ministry but I was so scared and I thought if I start how can I run this ministry. I prayed, God, if you want me to start the ministry, I will start it, but you have to help me. If you don't help me, I can't do it. I made a check for $725 and uh, mailed it to my family and said, this is all the money I have to start the ministry Use this money to build a small building in your own land. I don't have the money to buy the land. So buy it in your own land. Build it in your own land. I mailed the letter two months. I didn't hear anything from them. I thought maybe it got lost. They didn't get the letter. And after two months, I received a letter from my family and a picture of a building they already built. And they wrote me a story. They started the work June 5th. That's the monsoon season begins in India. When it rains, it pours. And the neighbors, all Hindus, came to them and said, uh, why are you starting the building in the rainy season? Don't you know they are going, there are going to be heavy rain and you can't finish this? My family told them, we know there's going to be heavy rains, but God wanted us to finish, build the building right now. Whether it's rain or shine, we have to build it. They started the work, 10 days, no rain, 15 days, no rain, 20 days, no rain. And the same people who said that came to them and said, uh, we need to plant our rice fields. <laughs> because you're building the building, we're not getting any rain. <laughs> Please build the building quick. And some of them even came and helped them. <laughs> July 5th, exactly one month, by 6 o'clock in the evening, they 
finished putting shingles on the roof and the seven o'clock the monsoon began. Praise the Lord. That is a great testimony to the people that live around us to those Hindus. And they came back and said, we know this is your God who held the rain back until you finished the building. Our God is an awesome God. We start... We started the building. We opened the children's home with 18 children. Now we have uh, seven children homes. And uh, before COVID, we had about 300, 350 children. And uh, we, have, uh, we support seven, uh, 150 evangelists. They are working in 200-mile area. And every day they are on the streets preaching the gospel. And um, we conduct crusades, gospel meetings. God is awesome. He shows up. And he performs signs and miracles. One time a woman came with a broken arm. And we were walking into the meeting. And she came up and said, please pray for me, my arm is broken. And we prayed, and we went to the meeting and went home after the meeting. The next day, we were going into the meeting, and this same lady came in front of us. And this time, she was saying, my hand is healed. It was broken. It was taking out. They wrapped a piece of cloth. She came from the jungles. They didn't have the doctors there. That just happened a couple of days before she came to the meeting. And her husband and her were going to a village to preach the gospel on a bicycle. She fell off the bicycle and broke the arm. And husband said, because you broke your arm, you stay at home. I go and uh, uh, be in the meeting and come back. She said, no, 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 no. I want to go there. I want to be prayed for. She came with an expectation. With great faith. And God healed her. The swollen arm and the bandage is all loose. And is completely healed. Praise the Lord. Praise God. That's what we are doing now. We are building bore, drilling bore wells and all that. And uh, you maybe want to know a little bit about our children. We have a son and a daughter. Son is 22. Our daughter is uh, 20. Our daughter' name is Stacy and uh, Jesse. When Stacy was in high school, she loved science so much. And she said, one day I'm going to be a science teacher. And I said, that's good. But after she went to college, and she was still saying, I want to be a science teacher. They came here 2015, and we went to visit a friend in Florida. 
she's a christ uh, she's an indian and she's a christian she was called to preach the gospel when she was 7 or 8 years old and god gave her everything and she began to preach and she still preaching god did so many miracles through her and we had dinner with her and after the dinner she said uh, jesse what would you like to be when you grown up jesse said i want to be a pastor and i want to do what my dad is doing she said that's wonderful she said stacy what about you stacy was so excited and she said i want to be a science teacher and she looked at her no 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 <laughs> you are going to be a doctor and stacy said no 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 <laughs> it never happens i'm scared of blood <laughs> and the lady looked at her and said no you are going to be a doctor and we both were looking at each other and we left that place and we were wondering she was saying how can i be a doctor if i'm scared of blood <laughs> i want to be a science teacher i said uh, science teacher sounds good to me <laughs> and by the time we went back to india her mind was completely changed and she began to say i want to be a doctor daddy i want to be a doctor i said the science teacher would be fine <laughs> you can be a computer programmer you are good with the computers and she said no no daddy i want to be a doctor and i said, last time when we were coming back she said daddy what do you want me to do i said uh, pray and ask god if you want to be a doctor if that the prophecy that was from god he has to provide you the funds to go to medical school you pray and ask god to provide you the funds to go to medical school we go back and we pray the same thing we came back here and i prayed god if you were the one that spoke to us through that lady if my daughter says she wants to be what you want her to be a doctor you have to provide the funds you know i don't have the money and i went to speak in a church and after the church somebody came up to me and said uh, would you like to come and visit us for a few minutes i said sure we went to their house after half an hour we were leaving we were in the driveway it was pouring down rain we were in speeding up to catch uh, get to our car and this lady came running and said hey jacob stop and we stopped and she said uh, we've been praying about your daughter we feel that god wanted us to help her to go through medical school we want to help her and i said praise the lord that's 
wonderful. But one thing you have to hear. But I can't give you a tax-exempt receipt. She said, no problem. I don't need one. Let me know when you want the check. She gave us the check. And I called Stacy and said, your prayers are answered. God has provided for you, so make plans to go to medical school now. To make a long story short, she is in Philippines now. She admitted in the medical school. And uh, first year is finished. And now they are go- uh, she is going to start MD course for four more years. And uh, at this time, they had a couple of months break. So she came to India. She is at home now. And... Uh, uh, she will be uh, will be leaving for India next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, next Tuesday, 21st of March. We are going back to India. Please pray for us with all these COVID tests and all this. And uh, she is going to be with us for a week or 10 days. And then she is going to be going back home, uh, to Philippines. Please remember her in your prayers. And God will keep her um, safe and uh, understand everything she learns and, and God's will be done in her life. She wants to be a cardiologist. And uh, so that's where she is. And my son, she finished, uh, he finished a bachelor's and he's going to go into master's MBA. He, that's what he wants. But after that, he wants to work with the ministry. He is working with the ministry now. My brother, who is in charge of the ministry, had a heart attack two months ago. And he almost died. God spared his life. And Jesse has been picking up all the work and uh, doing the work. And... Uh, week ago, uh, 26th of uh, February, a church member asked Jesse, uh, I want you to go with me to help me buy some equipment for my sound and lighting business. So Jesse took ministry's vehicle and uh, there are four others tagged along with them, five of them all together. And they went to the city and bought some things. And uh, coming home Saturday night, around 4 o'clock, and they were thinking, uh, we have to go back home to go to um, church Sunday morning. Around 4 o'clock, I don't know what happened. And they were in a very bad accident. And uh, Stacy called me. And said, uh, Daddy, um, I want to tell you something. Jesse's okay. He is in a bad accident. And uh, so that's not uh, an accident that anybody would survive from that accident. 
and everybody that came anybody survived in this accident that's the question they all survived and god watched over them and protected them and three of them had a, a cuts and bruises and two of them were severely injured one had a broken leg and another one had a broken leg collarbone and ribs and he was in icu for two weeks all those two of them had a surgeries now and one just left the hospital the other day and went home and the other one just had the collarbone surgery uh, that's the last one and uh, he is going to be there for a few days and he is going to go home and we praise the lord and for uh, his watching over them and we have drilling bore wells and god is doing amazing things through bore wells in order for us to go to a village it's very scary sometimes they use bow and arrows from hit you from a bush or some place you don't even know where it came from and that's scary our evangelists go to these areas knowing they may not come back home and when they go there they find out these people need water they come and tell us this village need water they are walking miles or two miles to go to a water hole and get a um, polluted water all these people get sick with typhoid and malaria fevers if you could help them drill a bore well and provide the clean water for them and we have been drilling since last 7 or 8 years we drilled over 100 bore wells close to 150 and every place we drill that village is being open to us for our evangelists to go to those places and share the gospel one place we went we have a dedication service before we open the well all the uh, villagers gathered around and we sing a couple of songs and uh, share the gospel and uh, we pray and dedicate while we were there <clears throat> a lady came up red sari big red dot she looks not normal and the pastor came over and said uh, watch out for this lady she may scream in the middle of the service she is demon possessed and after the dedication was over i felt let to go and ask her would you like for me to pray for you i walked up to her and asked her is that okay to pray for you she just looked at and scared and i don't even know where she is looking at and i was putting my hand on her head she said don't put your hand on my head and i removed it and i prayed and she still stood there like that everybody was leaving 
she was still staying there. And later on, I called the past evangelist. How is that lady doing? She doesn't scream anymore. And she's open to hear the gospel. And I think <laughs> God is doing something. Praise the Lord. I believe God has touched her. And there is so, many, so much persecution is taking place in India. And uh, two weeks ago, one of our evangelists sent me a video clip. And a 30 or more people with long sticks came to a church and brought the pastor out. And one after another was beating like a, beating an animal. And he stood there like this. He didn't even move, didn't even say a word. All 30 of them, one after another, was beating him. And then they went into the church and beat some believers. They collapsed on the, ground, on the floor. And recently, that's just last week, I have another video sent. And this video was the Hindu extremists went to these tribals, Hindus who became Christians, told them we are arranging a ceremony to convert you back to Hinduism, uh, Hinduism. You have to denounce Jesus. You have to be converted to Hinduism. We are going to have a ceremony and you have to come to that place. We are setting up tents and everything. They set up tents and everything was ready. All the people gathered. All of a sudden, there was a whirlwind came and started at one end of the tent and went through the whole thing, destroyed everything, it was flying everywhere, and when it gets to the other side, it disappeared. God has spoken. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Please pray for India. Please pray for the believers. Recently we feel that we should focus more on the tribal people. So we are sending out more evangelists to these tribal villages. We want to go yet every village that never heard the gospel, share the gospel. And also we are distributing Bibles to every family that we drill bore well that comes to the dedication service. We are giving a Bible to each family. Some of them may not be able to read it, but someday somebody come to their house and see that Bible and read, or their kids go to schools, they can read it. And God will do amazing things. This is the word of God. When the word goes out, it never comes back wide. 
Praise the Lord. Please pray for India and uh, pray for our trip. And we'll be in India for five months. And uh, we'll be going to the tribal villages to drill bore wells and uh, have meetings and all this. Please pray that God will keep us safe. And uh, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world. Then shall the end comes. Praise the Lord. Thank you all so much. And God bless you all. Thank you, Pastor Kirk. And upon this family and pray for them. Can we stand here? It's a story of uh, faith, right? Trusting Jesus. Yep. Yeah. That Amen. Jesus has yeah. a plan for our life and if we're willing to step out, you know, he, take that first step, the Lord's going to be there. He will do it. And he does that for all of us. Yep. So, that's really awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Jay, I have one question for you. Is the guy you met on your wedding night, was he handsomer than the guy you met before? <laughs> or not as good looking? I get choice. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, thank you for Jacob and Jaya. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We thank, thank you, you for Jesus. their faithfulness in your ministry. Yes, we thank you, Lord, that they were willing to, to do what you said. Thank you, Lord. Lord, even when there were no resources, no visible way of the thing that you said coming to pass, yet they stepped, they stepped out. Like they stepped out of the boat and found that the water was solid ground. I pray you continue to direct and guide their footsteps for the ministry there in India. I pray for safe travel as they go this time. I pray for Jesse and for, for uh, friends. Stacy, yes, for both of them, Lord Jesus, to have... Safety. Pray for Stacy's education and her work yes, there. Pray for Jesse as he raises up to be involved in the ministry there. Yes, pray you continue to provide for them all they need for that work, Lord yes, Jesus. We pray for those who are being persecuted, that you watch over them, protect them, Lord, give them boldness in the midst of that, that they would never shrink back from sharing the gospel. Lord God, even those who may give their life, we know your word says that there's a great blessing for those who are martyred for you. But we pray for this this. This nation that's so filled with darkness, oh, with people who've never heard about Lord. you, Lord, I pray you continue to raise up more and yes, more people Lord there, Jesus. just like Jacob and Jaya, who are willing to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Bless them, Lord. Thank you for their friendship and their faithfulness in your ministry. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.